Well, church, it's good to be with you today. Um, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's been a hard week and a, and a long week, um, but we are thankful for God's presence um, in the midst of all of that. Well, this week I was uh, talking with a, a friend of mine, and um, it became one of those uh, conversations where you kind of just like, you trade off injury stories. Have you been there? Right? Like you had a surgery and you talk about your surgery and then they talk about their surgery or you've got a scar and then you talk about your scar and then they talk about their scar and it, it, you just do that, right? I'm going to be really good at this when I get old. I've got lots of practice already. Right? I'm going to excel at this aspect of life. And, and so we were talking about um, just different injuries and uh, different things. I was reminded of uh, an injury that, that I occurred when I was back in college playing ball. And, and, uh, and, and it just so happened that a helmet uh, somehow, some way, because I wasn't paying attention, uh, ended up like in my neck area. And, uh, and for six weeks, I completely lost the use of my left arm. Right. It just went paralyzed. Like it was just not, it was like not existent. It was not working. It wasn't doing the things that my brain was telling it to do. It was just a, a big hunk of like dead meat hanging off of my body. And, and it's in these moments when we get injured, right, that we realize that everything's connected. Right? Like this is a unit, right? This is, this is connected, uh, connected units. So when you have like, you know, 50 pounds of, uh, of, of arm hanging off that side of your body, which my arms are a lot bigger back then. It, when you've got that, you realize, oh, my back hurts. And now that my back hurts, my knees hurt. And now that my knees hurt, my feet hurt. And everything, everything is, is so connected, Right. Have you ever been there? You've been to that place, right? And so we are, we are connected bodies. We have incredible bodies that um, can do incredible things. You have a heating and cooling system in your body. You've got a, you've got a pharmacy uh, in your body. You've got a, a nervous system that communicates, and you've got all these things. We are incredible uh, creations that God has created us um, in, in this body that we have been given. Right, it's incredibly connected stuff. It really is true. Your elementary school teacher taught you that song that the toe bone's connected to the foot bone, and the foot bone's connected to the. See, you don't even know the ankle bone. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Right, like well, that's that's a true story. Right, everything. Everything uh, is connected. So as we, as we come uh, today, we're reminded that our bodies are made up of this incredible system that is complex and, and, and awesome and good and, 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 and complicated and, and of all these interdependent parts that, that are woven together to, to give us what we have here, that everything's connected. And so Paul describes the people of God as the body, the body of Christ. It's complex, it's amazing, it's connected, and it's better together, right? And so we as a church, we've been walking through um, our core values and asking the question, you know, like, what are we, what shapes us as we, as we, as we continue to grow in grace and continue to walk um, towards Jesus? You remember a couple of years ago, um, your leadership team got together and we asked that question and we, and we struggled and we prayed and we wrote out things and we threw things away and we wrote out things again and we, and we, we came up with these uh, five core values that, that we wanted to shape 
shape our community uh, for for the for the next couple of years. To to say that that you comes to, you come to this church for five years, um, we want you to be shaped. By the end of it, we ask the question: How do we want you to you to change? How do I want to change at the end of five years? What are things that are important? And so today, our important uh, core value uh, is that we are better together. Right? We are connected in ways that 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 we can't comprehend. We are connected in ways that God has ordained. And so, as we continue uh, in that, we're going to be looking at a couple different things. And so, if you have your Bibles with you. I turn to Romans chapter 12 this morning. We'll get there here in a little bit. Um, but we're reminded from the very beginning um, that, that we are better together. Remember, God creates uh, a, a lot of things. God creates the world. God uh, creates the, the, the fish that I like to catch. God creates all these things. And, and then God formed a man, and he places him in the garden to work it and take care of it. And then God gives him that one rule. And then we have in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, uh, the, God saying, the Lord God saying that it is not good for man to be alone, Right? Right there, we have the, 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 the mouth of God declaring um, that all the other stuff was good. Remember, he creates these things, and he steps back, and, and he says that, that it is good. And then we, we have Adam coming along, and we recognize that God said it is not good for man to be alone. We can then move into the New Testament and, and, and talk about it and look at these things where, where it's this idea that we are better together and I could keep you here until dinner time, right? Because there are so many in the New Testament. There are 96 word pictures, images of what it means to be the people of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and the gathering of God's people, the bride of Christ, all of these different things. But the umbrella that kind of encompasses them all is that body, the body of Christ, this interconnected, interdependent body of Christ. Interdependence, meaning um, we can do life together, or we can do life alone. Remember, we've, we've talked about this when we talk about marriage things. Um, uh, the, the A-frame relationship is, is I'm here and you're here, and I'm so dependent on you that if you fall, I fall. Remember that? Like it was, some of us have relationships like that, and it's not just our, 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 our uh, spouses, it's others as well. But there's that, that A frame, and then there's the H frame, which I love over here and you love over here, and we kind, of, uh, we kind of meet in the middle every once in a while. But if you fall, it takes me a while to realize that you fell, right? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And, and then we have this interdependent um, model, which says, I'm a big boy. And you're a big girl, and, and we can do life on our own when we talk about relationship. But I choose to live life with you. So we are big girls, and we are big, big boys, and we can, we, we can uh, try to navigate life on our own, but we recognize that as the church, we are called to something more. We are called to live together in, in a community that is united in Christ. That we are called to not be uh, independent, but we are rather called to be interdependent. So as we, as we come here to this idea, uh, as, as a, a pastor of 10 years almost now, I recognize that this is a block for us. 
as people, we can get up here and talk kumbaya all the time about it's better together and we can hang around the, the fire pit and, and hold hands and sing songs. And, and we've kind of got this image of what that looks like. But when real life happens, we have a hard time seeing what that might look like, right? When we want to do that, we have a hard time actually stepping into something that says, you know, I can do life on my own, but I choose to do life with you. When we, we come to these places and spaces, we recognize that it's, it's more difficult than we, than we think it is. In fact, we have a, have, a, have a problem living this out because we are incredibly independent people. We like the idea of interdependence. We like the idea of people helping people and living life together. Like, I mean, think about the hurricane stuff. Have you guys uh, seen the stuff on the Cajun, the Cajun, what's it called? Cajun Navy? Have you seen that? There you go. It's just a bunch of dudes like with John Boats that travel and, and they're from like Louisiana, but they go to other places to help people and, and they live there with them and they risk their life and, and they just, they put themselves in the other situation um, to, to, to help. And we love stories like that. Like that will sell some news if you're into the news. Like that, that, will, that will do it for us. We, we like those things, but after this is all over, it goes back to normal, right? I'm in my house and you're in your house and, and you stay over there and I'll stay over here and stop driving by my house with your music so loud. Seriously, stop it, right? Yeah, Tom, is that you driving by my house with your music so loud? You know, we, we, have, this, we have this independence about us that, that, that we um, live into uh, a, a lot of the time. I have been taught... And we have been taught as, as people who live in this time and in this space and, and in this place that, that independence is the way to, to, to success. And independence is the way to, to, to happiness. And independence is the way to our best life. For goodness sakes, our nation was founded on the declaration of... So why wouldn't we be shaped by this idea? That yeah, independence is not all bad, Right? There's some good things that come from that. There's some, some, some good life that, that comes from being able to take care of yourself, but there's also some negative things. You've got these images of the pioneer, or the cowboy, or the restaurant, and, and as JoJo would declare to the world, and she still does today, I'll do it my big self. I'll take care of it my big self. It's our attitude when we, we face life a lot, a lot of times. We've been shaped to understand that this success and happiness is the result of being independent. Independence can have its perks. But unfortunately, uh, independence is not what we're being called to. If it was, we'd be excelled and it'd be great. But God is calling us to, to something more, something beyond independence uh, to this place of interdependence uh, it, it, because independence is leading us to isolation and loneliness we see the results of this every day in depression and greed because that's the definition i want to be independent that means i don't need you in a sense 
But here we have uh, the, the saving, uh, the account of, of God's saving action in our world, and it's calling us to something more and to something bigger and, and to something greater. It's calling us to follow the way of Jesus and, and to follow Jesus into this new place and space. And so uh, you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 12. Um, this morning, starting at verse uh, 3, we'll read that together. If you don't have your Bibles, no worries. It's on the screen uh, today. Um, but hear this as we uh, read a common passage that we may know, um, but look at it a little bit differently this morning. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 3, says this. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Verse 3, when you look at it right off the bat, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. It's a great verse to live by, right? Like if you think you're way up here and others are, are way down here, then you're not going to find community anyways. And we're talking about community and being better together because nobody's going to want to be around you. Right? You're looking down on people or if, if you're in this place where you think that you've got everything figured out and you, you're, you're there and you're where you need to be and, and, and everybody is, is not, then you're not going to be in good places. This is kind of what we learned in middle school. Right? Maybe we learned that the, the hard way and we were brought down a couple notches when we uh, tried to, 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 to climb over people. But as we, as we look at this, it's a great message of, of being humble right off the bat, but it's not just about being humble. That's great. Do that. But there's something much bigger that, that carries into the relevance, into the weight of, uh, of, of, of this, this section of Scripture. And the context of this passage, this verse, is, is coming to this place where it starts us, it primes us to realize, because it's going to say some hard things, it primes us to realize and to, and to start this thought process that, that it's not all about us, right? So as Paul's saying, I, I, the passage is saying that it's, this is not about you. This is not about you and you being your greatest self or living your best life, as the, the phrase goes. But you are part of something that's bigger than you. It leads us, it's a, it's a primer that leads us into this new place. You're part of this, this whole, this bigger whole, this body that, of Christ. You're, you're gifted to support the body in your own unique ways. And we should not think of ourselves as any better or more important because alone we are a part of the body. Alone we, we can't do anything. We're not a part of anything. Together is what we're called to. We continue as it leads us there uh, to, to verse 4 and to 5. For just as each one of us has, has one body with many members, so these members do not all have the same function. 
So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. That should make you very uncomfortable right there, right? We belong to all the others. Anybody ever told you that? That's weird. Right? We belong to, to each other. We belong in this, in this special way to, to, to one another. It suggests this interdependent relationship where I know that you can do some things in life on your own. I know that you can, you, you can do some, some life on your own, but we belong to one another, and so therefore we live differently. We both give, we have something to give, but we also have something to receive. We belong together in this place that I need you and you need me. We got the first part good, right? How many of you have ever told somebody that, you, that they, they need you? I can do that all day, but you need me. That went hard at all, right? Like, turn to your neighbor right now and tell them that you, they need you. Say, you need me. That's easy, right? We got that. We've got that down. We want to be irreplaceable, especially as leaders. We want to be in this place where no one can do what we do. And so we're, we've got this idea that if we, if we, we put ourselves in that place, that, that, then everybody will, will need us, and we're good with that. The, the second part is what we have a problem with. You need me, but I need you. Right? Well, that is a little, a little bit different. That's our independence that, that's coming there. We don't like to say, I need you. In fact, I know some of you will like, like push your car 100 miles before you tell somebody that you need them. Right? But turn to your neighbor now and tell them, I need you. Well, that was awkward, wasn't it? Right? Whether you realize it or not, we do need each other. God has wired you and me and all of us in such a way that we can only fulfill his purposes for our lives in community, in his, in his family, in relationship with one another. It is impossible to accomplish all of God's purpose for me without you. And I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher and I need people to talk to. I'll talk to the chairs, right? That's all of us. We cannot fulfill all the things that God is calling us to without each other. Like, I need you to do that for my life. I need you to point out my sharp edges. I need you to point out when I'm being dumb. Right? I need you to, to come alongside of me in love and in grace and, and help me to navigate this path. And, and you need me to do the same. We need each other to, to live the life that, that we are called to, that we are the body of, of Christ. That specific term, that every gift and ability is needed, just as every limb and organ is, is needed in our complete bodies. But there's this, these times in life, and, and, and I speak from experience here, where I pull back. Right? Like I, I go through something hard, I experience something hard, or I'm tired, or whatever, and, and I and I and I tell myself, because I do, I tell myself that it's okay just to just to pull back. That I don't need to, I don't need anybody right now, that I'm good, like I can go live in Appalachia for the rest of my life, like I'm alright. Right? Like I'll live in the holler with my uncles. 
Right? That we, we, come to this, we come to this place where we think that we don't need it, and, and we don't realize that that's not just affecting us. Because we've been taught that we're independent. That what I do doesn't really hurt you very much as long as I'm not like physically hurting you or emotionally hurting you or going out of my way to hurt you. If I just kind of slip off and go somewhere else or, or, or do something else or just not, uh, not be uh, connected to you anymore, that's not hurting you because we're independent. But that's not what we say here. It's the body of Christ. It's this interdependence. It's this connection that is bigger than what we think. And so when I step back, a couple of different things happen. First, we, we, we keep the church from being the, this, in this sense of completeness by withholding my contribution. We're gifted to, 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 to invest into the body of Christ. Every one of us. Everyone has been gifted with something, and so when I when I pull back, I'm I, I'm I'm taking that gift. If I if I if I pull back in that sense, then I'm I'm taking that 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 thing that God has given me to give us. There's number one, and then number number two is this: that we are attempting to fulfill our role in the kingdom uh, by ourselves and on our own. It's no different, we get that example, than the hand saying, I can do things on my own. I don't need a head, and I don't need legs, and I don't need a heart. We all know where that will get you. Right? So I pull back and I, and I rob you of something that's been gifted for you as a community. And then I pull back and, and I'm trying to do things on my own, and it's not the way that, that God has designed for me to do it. I, I pull back, and it's not just me and my independent self that, that, that is being, uh, so to speak, harmed in this thing. Verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us that God has made it, God has designed it, so that everyone is needed. You hear that? Not just some fancy preacher, and that would be Stephanie, by the way, she's cuter. Not just a couple of people that play guitar or sing, and, and not just this or that. It's everyone. God has designed it so that everyone is needed, that everyone's contribution is necessary. And not one of us has it all, thanks be to God. Not one of us has it all. Remember, we go back to the first verse. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. And so I'm going to help you today if you're in that place. Not everyone has it all. If you're, you're the one to slip into the comparison game of life, not everyone has it all. We're designed and gifted in different ways. And another way is to say that is that we are designed in, in ways that we need one another. You have something to give and, and I have something to receive and I have something to give and you have something to receive. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 reminds us of this, that you, uh, each one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Not just for yourself. Not just so that you can go and make a bunch of money. Not so that you can just have a nice, easy life or whatever that gift is. That, that you have been given this for the others that are in this family, that are in this body. 
So therefore, friends, it is not okay to be an island, to be one that is separated to do your own thing. The myth that it's all about just Jesus and me is exactly that. It's not just about Jesus and you, but it's about what God is doing here and now. So as we we come to this, and as we come to this sermon, and as I've walked in these places this week where it's been hard and messy and not fun and emotional, and I'm not a very emotional dude. And so it's been very, very difficult to be in these places and spaces. We can talk about being connected and, 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 and being connected beyond just, just what we can comprehend and being united, not just because we, we like the Kansas City Chiefs. We should all like the Kansas City Chiefs. But being united, right, in the name of Jesus. That stuff doesn't matter. That we are united in this, in this body where there's this connection that, 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 that is a part of our, our everyday ordinary life. And, and whether we know it or not, we can talk about that all day long. But we also can get very, very practical, which I like. We could say we, we know that life can be good. Right? Life can be awesome. Life can be great when your family's going good and everything's peachy and everything's wonderful and your coworkers are nice and, and, and things are just smooth and steady and, and there are times where life is incredibly beautiful and incredibly awesome and, and that is my prayer for you, right? That everyone would be, be great and awesome and you would be peachy all the time and you'll just live until you're 145 and a half and you'll drift off asleep, right? That'll be good? We know that life is not like that. And this week is a reminder that life is not like that. A reminder that God never promised that, that, that we wouldn't go through hard things on this journey. In fact, he kind of tells us the opposite when he says, prepare yourself to be persecuted because of me. That not everything is going to be peachy and good and right. But the reality is is that we're going to face some deep, deep valleys. Some phone calls and some knocks on the door that we never wanted to hear or be a part of. Crisis and, and medical complications and death and debt and accidents and divorce, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. This idea that we're not just independent, but we are, we are together. We live this life together. That we're not just people that are all about good times. And, and when we're, we're good, we can just be hands off and, and just go about. But we are people that, that are together at all times. Hebrews chapter 12 gives us this image of running the race, right? Remember that verse? It says, therefore, since we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. This idea of uh, an image of, of running. Well, back in the day before we had kids, which is six years ago today, actually, before we had kids, we had this thing called time. 
You guys remember what that is? Time? All right, we had this thing called time, but we had hobbies. And we did cool stuff, right? Uh, and we had, we had this time, and, and one of the things that, that Stephanie got into was running. And she decided that she was going to be a runner. And so uh, if you know Pastor Stephanie, you know she doesn't just do a little bit of stuff. She does a lot of bit of stuff. And she gets in deep. And so uh, I just, uh, she, every once in a while, she would um, ask me if I wanted to run. And you can see by my stature, I'm not much of a runner. Right? And so she'd ask me if I'd want to run. And so I sometimes said, yeah, I'll run with you. And so we would sign up for these races. And when you sign up for a race, you got to pay money to run on the street, which is hilarious to me. But you got to pay money, right? And so you sign up for money, or you sign up for the race, you pay your money, and I'm very money motivated, aka I'm very cheap. And so that means if I sign up for it, I'm going to do it, right? If I paid money for it, it's going to happen. And so um, we would do that, and she'd print out this booklet, and it would have like, you know, it's three months until the race. And so this is Monday, and I'm going to run this many miles on Monday at this pace. And this is Tuesday, and I'm going to run this many miles. And it just go on and on and on, like every day until the race, like three months out, running like every other day for the race, right, to prepare yourself for the race. That's what smart kids do. And so we'd start this, and I'd start, and I'd say, all right, honey, I'm running with you. And we'd run on this two-lane highway in the middle of Missouri, the most humid place you've ever been in your life. And, and, and it's out in the middle of nowhere, and the, there's no trees around it, so the sun's beating down on you. And we would run, and we'd run, and we'd run together, and it was good. But then life would happen, and you would have an appointment, or we couldn't run together that day, or I was just lazy. And so I would end up on the highway running alone to prepare for the race that is three months away. Do you know how easy it is to give up on the highway while you're running alone. Let me tell you, it's pretty easy. <laughs> right? It only takes one or two mental cycles to say, this is dumb. Why am I here? Like, my ears are going to burn off my head because of the sun. Or there are vultures surrounding me. Act alive. <laughs> it's incredibly easy to, to go through that process or to go through the, that thinking and stop and turn around and walk home. It's incredibly easy because we don't have anybody else around us to keep us going. We don't have anybody else around us to help us with the pace. We don't have anybody else around us to say, hey, keep going, right? We don't have anybody else around us to remind us of, uh, of what we're doing and what direction we're heading. We don't have that when we're alone. And so it's easy to just step off the, off the highway, step off the track, and, and to go back where we came from because we don't understand or because we face something hard. It's incredibly easy. But we do this, and Stephanie would prepare and train, and, and the last one I ran with her was a 15K, and it was around the racetrack in Kansas City. And, and so we just run. It's the middle of nowhere, and you just run around these roads, and it's windy, and it's hot, and it's humid, and there's hundreds of people around you. And you start at the starting line, and it doesn't, you don't cross the starting line until like three minutes later because there's that many people. And you're running, and Stephanie had prepared all those months, putting all that time in and all that work and, and running, running consistently, and yet something happened to me. 
that, that something within me as I'm, as I'm running and I'm realizing that I'm surrounded by people and I'm going to be all right. Like, I'm not going to die. It's not going to happen. I'm going to, keep, I'm going to keep running. I've got somebody to pace me. In fact, I would, I would look at the, the farthest ahead skinny person that I could see and I said, I'm going to beat him. Don't do that in the church. That's not what we're talking but you, you know what I'm saying? There's people around you. You're, you. You have a purpose. You're going towards something. And it's not just you. You're, you're with others. And there are these crazy volunteers who like give their lives and they hand you water and jelly beans and they say good things like the end is almost near and, and, and they're liars most of the time. But they, they like encourage you, right? And you just, you keep running and it's, it's harder to, to step off the path when you're in that place because you've got this momentum, you've got this people, you, you've got something that, that, that's around you, the people that are, are moving ahead with you. The body of Christ is just that, the body. That we are, are connected, not in the stuff that we like, but in, in, the, in the Savior in which we serve. Not in a, in a hey, just see you later, friendly acquaintance, but I, I'm present and I'm here. And, and I'll encourage you when I, when I know how to encourage you. I'll, I'll follow the Holy Spirit's lead when, when, when the Holy Spirit de- desires for me to reach out or, or, or I'll be present there or maybe even in times I'll ask, and I'll make it clear that I need your help. We are a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. The body of Christ that is moving forward. As the band comes and leads us in a song this morning, we recognize that the words we're about to, to sing happen in many ways through the people of the church, the body of Christ. I can't tell you where I would be this morning if I didn't have adults that loved me when I was a kid, that told me that they loved me, but also told me when I was being stupid. I can't tell you where I'd be today if I didn't have people of the church that walked alongside of me in hard things, who were with me in the valleys of death, who, uh, who were present when there was just nothing to say. When we come to weeks like this, we are reminded that we are the body of Christ. As I sit with families who face incredible loss that I can't even comprehend, it's when I realize that we are a part of the body of Christ. There are no words sufficient. I told the first service this, that when we are trained as pastors to, to, to be with people in these moments, there's not much training involved. The training is this. If you want to boil it down, there are some things that you say and don't say, but it comes down to presence. Be present. And many times, be quiet and be present. The body of Christ is an incredible thing. So as we sing these songs, may we recognize that. We'll know that we want you to have every opportunity to um, actively uh, live out um, what it means to be the body of Christ.
uh, together, from uh, coming together to services or um, uh, serving in some capacity in the, in the church or in the community um, to the uh, many, many Bible studies we have. We know that it's not just about um, uh, learning new things. Um, a lot of it is about us connecting and having the opportunity um, to live out that giving and that receiving. Pastor Valerie doesn't lead our teens in playing dodgeball, so they'll be excellent dodgeball players when they grow up. But she does so that they can live life together, so they can have fun and bond and, and be a, a part of something together. So when we come and when we gather, may we continue to look for those opportunities where we can be tangible expressions of grace to one another, but we can also receive that. From the other. Let's pray as we go this morning. Lord, we thank you for this gift, gift of the church, of your body. Lord, we know right now that some of us are in a, in a good place um, and, uh, and we'll, we'll keep moving. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us. We also know some of us are in a really hard place and this really, really connects that we need others in our lives, that we can't do this alone anymore. May you uh, encourage us as your people um, to uh, be open to your leading, to connect with one another uh, in, in these moments. May we um, act on your nudges in our everyday ordinary life. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Stand to receive the benediction, the blessing um, as you go from this place, as you're scattered out in our world to different places and spaces. Church, beloved, may you go knowing that we are better together, that God has gifted us with the people of God, where we have something to give and we have something to receive. May you go in action and go in peace. Amen.